Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. The Fit Dad Lifestyle is a community and supplement brand where fathers support other fathers throughout the journey of fatherhood. We believe that maintaining a healthy lifestyle isn't about crash diets and the latest workout craze. Instead, we offer dads the education, resources, and support they need to maintain a balanced lifestyle long term. There aren't a lot of dedicated community groups for dads, and we know that men are generally less likely to talk about the challenges they face in life. So we wanted to go above and beyond the meal plans and quick fixes and offer a way for fathers to communicate in a helpful, negative-free environment. Whether it's supporting your partner when a new baby arrives, balancing work and the kids, or just fitting in time to get your health and fitness back on track. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be the best father that you can be and the leader that your kids want to see you be every day. It's brought to you by Fit Dad Fuel. Fit Dad Fuel is our supplement range. Our supplement range helps support this podcast, the workouts, the online education, and the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to help keep everything as cost-free as possible for dads worldwide. Enjoy the episode. Here it is, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 99 of the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. So today, we've got a couple of community members. We've got Tay and we've got Graham from New Zealand. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks uh, for having us. We're on. Cheers. So we'll start with you, Tay. Tell us a little bit about you and um, where you are and how many kids you got. Um, so for myself, I spent eight and a half years in the military as a hyperbaric medic, uh, specialising with the SAS clearance divers, Navy SEALs, um, whenever they would sort of come across um, all that sort of stuff. Got a bit bored of that and uh, yeah, sort of started working offshore. Uh, worked offshore for 14 years on oil rigs and uh, yeah, so on and off, you know, a month on, a month off, got a bit bored of it and uh, sort of at that in the, the whole process of it all, met my uh, fiance, which was great. Um, was with a, a company for about eight years, which when the oil and gas industry died down, uh, ended up getting made redundant, which was a bonus, because uh, it was at the same time that uh, we had our first baby, so a little baby boy. And uh, you know, that's uh, when I got made redundant, it was great, then I'm home all the time, could actually support her, and been home ever since. So I'm still working in the oil and gas in- industry, and it's just, yeah, working in Melbourne and doing um, pretty much health and safety manager at the moment. Yeah, fantastic. And it's, um, now we've got another baby that's, yeah, eight weeks old now. So, yeah. right, well done. Congrats. And Graham, what about you? Um, yeah, so I'm all the way over from New Zealand and Napier. Um, and so I'm a solicitor by trade and um, focus mainly on property law. So, my work stories are hardly as exciting as Tay's. Um, got three kids, recently separated. So um, just over a year ago, separated from my wife, who I've been with for 20-odd years um, since high school. And so, you know, the last year, almost two years, I suppose, has been a massive adjustment for me. And, um, you know, I guess some of my tougher times have sort of been why, uh, trying to, you, know, you sort of have an expectation of you as a as a father, and you know sometimes in the last you know four years, I suppose now that I've got three of them, um, you know sort of just lost my way a little bit, and so um, 
yeah, just started to focus more on myself and, and getting myself right so I can build a better relationship with my kids because I probably wasn't doing as good a job as I wanted or certainly what I expected I would have been as a as a father growing up. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a bit of doom and gloom. But, um, yeah, I think the last sort of six months, things have sort of changed a little bit for me. So, um, and I'm excited about the, the new developments with um, the Fit Dad community as well. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And, mate, that's probably a perfect segue because one of my questions was if you could both go back to day one of fatherhood and tell you something you know to be true right now, what would that be? And I think Graham, after yeah, finishing off with that latest question, I'd love to hear your response to that first. And then Tay, we'll go back to you after that. And then we'll open the floor up guys. Have you guys got any questions for me or anything like that? Then yeah, we'll go from there. Wow. Um, I think for me, it would be, you know, my advice to me, six years ago or eight years ago sorry would be you know focus as much time on your kids and and your personal life as you do your professional life you know everything that made me successful with my career has sort of been to the the negative impact of my relationships with my kids and my wife so i think that that's the key thing for me yep and what about you Tay? um for leroy you made it you did a post the other day which really resonated with me about uh, spending 34 minutes with your kids uh, at any one time and it really made me sad actually to think that's to think okay yeah I'm either on my phone or I'm at work or I'm doing something that's just isn't actually with my kids um, so once once I read that and it sort of resonated with me I was like wow um, so to go back uh, would be to get off my phone um, you know, and just to, to be present with my kids, uh, the missus, whatever needs to be done. Like, you know, I, I anybody can be slack and just sort of, you know, hang off your phone and do social media at the best of times. And uh, yeah, it was just something that really sort of hit home to me to sort of get off my phone and I can always go back to that anytime. Yeah. So that, that one there was actually, it was a study I, I was reading and it was that the average father spends... 34 meaningful minutes with their children every day and not necessarily in the one spot, but over the course of, of the day. And, and that's not time, you know, commuting to work, sitting down, having dinner, watching TV or, you know, playing PlayStation. That's just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, meaningful time. And it, and then likewise, it hit smacked me in the face as well, because I'm always in the office here at home and out and about, and you've got one, one foot in the door, you know, with work and always, doing something to do with that. But then you've got the other foot outside trying to be, you know, dad and trying to, you know, put, be all there as well. And, um, you know, you think, oh, 34 minutes, I'll spend a lot more time than that. But then you look back at the course of the day and you go, actually, shit, I probably don't spend more than 34 minutes. And, you know, even though we might spend three hours together, you know, you've got the phone in one hand half the time and then you're talking on the phone, the other one, then you're in the car and you've got, you know, Siri going off or you, you know, there's always something distracting. It's not that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, time. And um, yeah. And you know, you, you think about it and it's like, well, how can I actually improve this? And you know, one of the, one of the things I did was open up the screen time app on my phone. Um, and I speak about that quite a bit and actually looked and gone, shit, mm. 
you're actually spending, and I know it's to do with work and I know, well, not everything, you know, I can't attribute a hundred percent. Like I, I get stuck flicking on Instagram and flicking on Facebook and YouTube and sucked into the next video just as so much as everyone else. But you know, when it's like 14 hours of social media and six hours of this and five hours of this, you're going, shit, well, there's the 30 hours that I didn't think I had, you know, right there. And you know, that's been consistent over the past eight weeks. And, um, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that, you know, technology in my opinion has been one of the greatest and the worst things that has happened to us, you know, with the, what it's allowed us to do in regards to, you know, business and connecting with people and, you know, education and, you know, further development is, is absolutely amazing. But the downside is, is that addictive nature. And I, I watched that movie, I think it was maybe the social dilemma or it was something on Netflix a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it was something in regards mm. to uh, social media and I watched it and it, it sort of hit home and being, I guess, in a industry and understanding the back end of, social media and being you know all over the business side of all that kind of stuff as well i could see exactly what they were saying and how we're just basically walking into those traps of what they you know want us to do and you know feeding the advertising and you know and i'm part of that i'm, I'm one of those advertisers who are you know as bad as it is going there and you know working out like okay i want dads between 30 and 40 and i want them in this state and i want them to have you know, using an iPhone for this particular ad and not, they need to be parents and they need to be interested in fitness in the last 30 days, they have need to said this word in one of their status updates. And like, you can go deeper than that. And that's like, then that's how we run a business, but it, it works. And that's mm. like, that's only base level. Like there's agencies out there that can go another five levels deeper. And it's, um, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, what questions do you have? Um, I, I got a heap here that I can ask you that I normally ask everyone, but I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys are struggling with or wanting to know, or, you know, anything to do with the fit that lifestyle or Academy or SUPS or, you know, whatever the case is. And, um, yeah, deep dive into that a little bit more. Uh, Graham, we'll go on for you, mate. Um, yeah. You've hit rock bottom. Um, you know, you've gone through a pretty, pretty rough time. Like, you know, it's breaking up after a child sweetheart is uh, never yeah. And got ch children, um, mate. I'd love to know how you're um, working through that, um, and just sort of just you know step by step. Not you know where it's never easy, but just to you know having a couple of goals, like just to sort of you know work towards or something like. Do you have a, a goal, or is there something that uh, you just like taking it day by day? Or I think my my biggest issue is that the you know the industry that I'm in, I'm you know. <laughs> I always, I've said to a lot of people recently, you know, everything that's made me successful up until this point professionally is what, you know, having access to emails, being able to reply 24-7. You know, here I am, I logged in an hour early, and so while I was logged in on my computer, I'm doing an hour's worth of work, and there's sort of that expectation that um, I'm available 24-7. You know, I'd get clients that would ring me, um, sorry, they'd send me an email and then they would send me a text telling me they'd send me an email and then they would ring me to tell me that they'd send me a text and an email all within two hours. And, you know, I, I guess for me, it's just being able to switch off and I've never been able to do that. You know, the, the phone's always in my pocket. Um, I'm always checking emails and, and trying to switch that off is, is incredibly hard to do. 
And so, yeah, I think there's just times now where I'm sort of setting aside half an hour in the morning and it was just started off as simple as doing uh, 50 press-ups and 50 sit-ups. Um, and, you know, that sort of got me into a routine of doing something in the morning, something at night, and then um, slowly building on that. So, you know, that's my minimum, just a little time to myself to, to refocus. And I think, you know, professionally things are going well, but um, my goal really is just to, to reconnect with my kids. I mean, I think yeah. my daughter, for example, um, you know, she's had to put up with uh, a few of my uh, downtimes. And you know, even tonight, she's staying the night and, um, you know, she's only started to be feeling comfortable doing that. But she'd still check in. You know, she gets out of bed between eight and nine, sort of two or three times just to see what I'm doing because there's not that level of trust i guess that level of faith that um you know she has with her mum that comfort and so you know looking back at how that's impacted on her you know that's that's no no child or daughter should should have to see some of those things yeah. and they're not major things but they all add up and yeah. you know i was going through those in the last six months where i would continually slip back to old habits or or do something that would you know let her down and just trying to build that that trust level back, that that you know comfort being in my my company, and you know I, I cooked dinner with her today. Normally I just chuck a couple of things in the, the air fryer and go back on my phone, but you know we actually planned a meal. It was mac and cheese, <laughs> um, and the kids only ate half of it. But you know it was something you know that she was looking forward to. I mean I told. Um, her mum, you know, that we sent a photo and she said, yeah, Quinn was looking forward to that and just sort of being able to, you know, show her that, you know, I'm, I'm there for her and, and, you know, there's more important things that I want to achieve now and simple things, cooking. Yeah. You know, that, that for me was a highlight. <laughs> it's such yeah, a simple, yeah. simple thing. It might not mean much to you, but it means the world to her. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's when I do have the kids, it tends to be, you know, after school and that's where work still going on or before school where work sort of starting up again. And, you know, I, I need to get that, you know, a goal of mine needs to be that they don't jump on the iPad and, and watch crap. They don't, you know, Netflix um, you know, just even if you do it, cut it down. And, and that's sort of the, the you know, quality one-on-one -on -one time with the kids and um, less screen time. You know, they're, they're yeah. simple personal goals. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the academy starting up. Um, yeah. Don't worry right. about it, mate. But it's fit that lifestyle. You're allowed to have babies in the background. It's <laughs> completely fine. Sorry. <laughs> No, mate, it's... Thank you so much for that, Graham. That's, uh, that was brilliant, mate. I really uh, like that. Thank you. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, I, I actually quite miss that sound of a baby crying. It's, um, <laughs> my four-year-old uh, sleeps on the top bunk, and you know, I I lifted him up there and gave him a cuddle before I put him on the bed while I was I was carrying him, and I was like, well, this isn't going to happen much longer. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to carry him 
<laughs> and put them into yeah. bed. Yeah, 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 definitely. No, it's it's definitely yeah. Though, it's those small things, isn't it? That's those you know moments, you know, or events, or you know those things that the kids are going through at that time. That in six months' time they'll never do again. You know, it's that interest mm. in that TV show. It's that interest in that character or that you know thing that makes you laugh or you know that smile they do you know whatever the case is and you know it, that's it's just so important to cherish those individual times and sort of live in the moment even though you're planning mm. you know for the next 20 years of all this you know success and happiness it's those little things that you know you're going to miss and um you know i think we just yeah, and true. that that gets back to the technology and you know even like the facebook memories it's it's absolutely amazing to you know, look back over the past 10 years and go, oh shit, this is what we were doing or as a family, or this is what the kids were doing five years ago, six years ago, you know, whatever the case is. And, you know, then you go through your camera roll and try and find that day. And then you realize there's another hundred videos and pictures of that exact day. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to get lost in um, everything. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So guys, what are the favorite things that you guys like to do with your kids um, outdoors? And do you guys have any family rituals? Like it might be, you know, dinner on a Friday night or a hike on a Sunday morning or, you know, whatever the case is that you do sort of weekly. For myself, I take Flynn to the uh, park. Um, we've got like kids park. Um, so, sort of been very tough with COVID. So we weren't allowed five kilometers from our house. And so we've got a park, but uh, that was all closed down, so we couldn't really do anything at all. Um, so, you know, the missus was pregnant, uh, had a low-lying low placenta, couldn't really pick up anything or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it was all me sort of picking up and playing with Flynn. Uh, look, don't get me wrong, it was all well and good, but, uh, you know, there's times where you just sort of, I've got to get a bit of work done as well. Um, so now that uh, everything's open... Uh, taking him to the park is the big one. You know, he's got some swings where he loves going on to, uh, he loves going now with his cousins, just with his cousins today. Um, and just that interaction um, where I can actually have that one-on-one or just seeing him, yeah, just at his best, um, playing around and, you know, whether it's interacting with other kids or doing whatever he wants to do um, at the playground, so be it. But um, just just being there for him, really. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What about you, Graham? Uh, yes, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I have the kids after school on a Wednesday and then every second Sunday. So, yeah, the, the time that we do have, um, my ex called it a midlife crisis, but I brought an electric skateboard. And um, so, yeah, the kids just love being out on their scooters, out on their, their skateboards and, um, you know, something that I can share with them, something we can have turns on. Um, and again, it's a simple thing, but, you know, my ritual is going to the park with the kids. Um, and, yeah, skate parks especially, there's plenty of trails and, and pathways where, where we live where we can just jump on, cross the road and we're there and hit all sorts of places. So, again, it's a simple ritual going to the park or skate park, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're exactly the same over here as well. We, um, you know, our kids absolutely love going to the park. You know, they're six and four at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's 
they're still in that stage of everything's lava. I don't know if your kids have gone through that or are about to go through it, Tay, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know if it's a YouTube, it was a YouTube show or might've been a TV show or something, but yeah. So they're not allowed to touch the ground and they have to get across everything because the ground's lava and they've got to, yeah, if they touch the Off ground. The couch onto the yeah, cabinets. They, <laughs> oh, they do it in the lounge room and they're jumping from the couch to the TV cabinet. I'm like, ah, oh, like, but yeah, the floor's lava. So they've got no other option. <laughs> That's just what they have to do. Like, and we've got one of those like exercise ladders. Um, you know, those like ones that you just fold out and you do all. Oh, agility ladder. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, mm. I got one in the shed and oh, I come inside quickly um, before I took the dog for a walk. And I'm like, where's Tamar? And he, like the shed was open because we're just about to leave and he had the ladder out on the on the nature strip on the front lawn and he's doing yeah the floor's lava so he's stepping on every individual step onto the power box onto the drain onto the this and the grass was lava so he wasn't <laughs> allowed to do that so um yeah it's funny how their imagination goes wild oh i find for me it's a yeah i've got an eight-year-old daughter and a six and four-year-old sons and and so yeah it's always difficult to try and balance out what what my daughter wants and what what the the boys want so um i think one of the, the key things for me is that it's once it, every time i have them you know it's what my daughter wants and then it's what one of the, the boys wants so just trying to fit in you know trying to accommodate or getting you know both Boys and girls, you know, they have a completely different um, things that they like to do. And so, you know, for me, it's making sure that they alternate between them as well to ensure that they, they both get, or they all get what they, they sort of want every one and three. Yeah. i got a question for you, Graham. And this is something I've been, you know, guilty of in the past in regards to my kids. And Tanner, he only turned four a couple of weeks ago. So... You know, this is probably more when they were six and three that I'm thinking of. But um, with with the kids, expecting so much of the younger one and trying to put them at the same level. So, you know, whether it's jobs around the house or whether it's tantrums, whether it's, you know, not cleaning up, not listening, not, you know, whatever the case. And, you know, just expecting them to be at that level, but then sort of kicking yourself after you give them a smack on the ass or, you know, yell at them or, you know, whatever the case is and go, hang on, he's only three, you know, like yeah. you're, you're expecting of what you would the eldest one at six, but, you know, sort of putting them on the same pedestal and not, you know, realizing or, or understanding at the time that, Hey, there is that age gap. And at three, Harry probably was doing exactly the same thing and you didn't care, you know, but now mm. that you've got the two there, how, how did you manage that with the, the different age gap and the younger ones, you know, well, I think for me, the, the youngest one has always tried to, to catch up, to keep up. Um, yeah, he's, he's full noise. He, um, yeah, he's the one that keeps you on the toes the most, but he's the one that, I guess, tries to... Yeah, you, you do treat him as though he's a lot older than what he is, but, um, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it, my biggest struggle, I guess, is the fact that you know, with boys, there's a certain way that they act. With girls, there's a certain way that they act. And, you know, my daughter's incredibly mature, um, but she's also very immature in certain things as well. And so for me, that's more of an issue between the two sexes. Um, growing up with a family of four boys, more com 
that than compared with um, the age gap for me, to be fair. Um, but I certainly think that the youngest do try to, to keep up. Um, and and that, that's where the, the you like said, so you try and treat them equal, but you, know, you can't expect, like you said, a four-year-old to do will have the same understanding that a six and eight-year-old would. Yeah, 100%. So guys, do you guys have any um, questions for me or do you guys have any other questions for each other? And um, yeah, if you do, we'll cover them off and um, let you guys go to bed over in New Zealand because it's 10.30 now. And um, yeah, it's an hour ahead over in Melbourne as well. So, um, No, I, I don't. I just uh, appreciate what you're doing, Leroy. Um, I think it's amazing and getting out... Uh, you know, fathers with like-minded um, situations and, you know, thoughts and all that sort of stuff, getting them uh, motivated can be a big struggle. Um, you go pandemic, it's bloody hard. I guess it's not so much for you guys in Queensland, but uh, <laughs> Melbourne, it's really tough, I tell you. Um, yeah. You know, can't go five kilometres from your house, you know, and, you know, can't go see your family and all that sort of stuff. That is, you know, we, we don't even know if we can go to the Gold Coast for Christmas at the moment. So, you know, you're fighting demons in your own head just to try and um, whatever, just to, you know, get through the week or the day or whatever it is um, just for a pandemic. Um, you know, you know, it is what it is, um, but, you know, we're, we're safe, we're fit and we're healthy. Uh, and that's the main thing. Like, um, Yeah, but I just appreciate uh, what you're doing. As soon as I got onto it, I was like, that's amazing. That's something I want to be around and, uh, yeah, be part of. Right, very kind words. And, um yeah, I can I can understand where you came from. My brother's down in Essendon, uh, down in Melbourne as well, and the whole time, like we're up here as we do, you know, traveling, taking photos, documenting basically everything we do, and all this kind of different stuff. And and you feel guilty. You look back, like I rang my brother when we went camping over at Morton Island on the week, and here we are, you know, drinking beers on the beach, snorkeling, you know, partying, doing whatever we're doing. And um, how was your weekend, mate? And he goes. You know, I went to the park and had a picnic twice and I'm like, oh, you know, like you feel so guilty, yeah. but it's like, it's just luck of the draw where you live, isn't it? It's like, it could have been us. It yeah, could have been you guys in New Zealand. It could have been, you know, this lockdown just, and it still could come. Like it's, you know, it's one yeah. of those things that we're not free of, you know, it's yeah. um, until that vaccine or whatever happens in the future. That's certainly one thing I noticed is that, you know, lockdown in, in New Zealand, it was, pretty much instant um, and it went for four weeks but you know the first couple of weeks everyone was excited they were doing exercise getting out and about then after week three and four you know they were seeing you're seeing the same old faces doing the same old things and you know it certainly changed um, the longer it, it drew out um, yeah yeah 100 one thing is. I'd like to know Leroy is what is your fascination with um, squat jumps Squat jump seems like every workout has a squat jump involved. Yeah, mate. So when when I left the army, I left the army in 2011, um, and I I ran boot camp Noosa um, and sold that a couple of years ago. But it was just one of the go-to exercises. I think squats or squat jumps, push-ups, crunches, and burpees were sort of the go-to for staple exercises that were in every circuit, every workout, you know, and, and they're just so convenient. You can do them at home as well. Like, and, and that's one thing that we've tried to do with a lot of our workouts is make them friendly enough that people can do them at home, either 
with no equipment or with very minimal equipment. Um, because, you know, the biggest thing that we find with, with fathers is they don't have enough time for one and then two, you know, they don't know what to do. So keeping it, you know, as basic as possible, but still, you know, and, you know, it's intense as well, like, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes sort of max um, is the idea. But I, I didn't realize that if I'm going to go back and have a look at the workouts now that I've prescribed <laughs> and see where these squat jumps coming up and I'll make sure they're not in the next couple at least to give you a bit of a break from them. But like, they are one of those exercises that definitely um, gets the heart racing and, um, you know, gets you moving nice and quick. A few more <laughs> I think that's one of the things that, that drew me to this as well is that I probably would have downloaded 20 different fitness apps, um, different types of, of programs, trying to find the, the perfect one. And for me, it's just simplistic. You know, it, it's so simple, um, hard work, but it's not complicated. Um, and, you know, you, you know, it might, might take 20 minutes, but, you know, it, it's normally exercises that you know or variations that you know and you know i've also noticed that i've said about a build um what you're doing um you know your uh league uh, the the squat thousand squat day that you had <laughs> oh the yeah, yeah, yeah thousand club on legs yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah for me that was um i got to 400 but it was you know eight or nine simple leg uh exercises that you could do um and integrate them into your own little personal program um yeah and it's like again i keep saying it but it's simple and and that's what i like right and that's one thing that we've noticed like go back two years ago like when we first started the fit dad lifestyle we were trying to do you know we had programs there for people that wanted to do bodybuilding we had programs there for you know functional training and we had you know crossfit style at the boot camp we had the home we were trying to do it all you know we're trying to be the jack of all trades we had programs built to cover all those bases that we filmed and you know did everything and you know then we had the meal plans on top of that you know eat this at this time and you know and don't get me wrong like you can get amazing results and those programs are still there for people to you know jump on if they want but the thing that we've worked out over the last couple years with dealing with you know thousands and thousands of fathers from around the world is you know time management, people don't have the time. So like you said, keep it simple, have it that they can do it in 15, 20 minutes, you know, and do it from the lounge room if they, if they have to. And two, with the nutrition side of things, 99% of the people we deal with aren't doing a photo shoot next week for men's fitness and aren't jumping on stage next month for a bodybuilding comp. So they don't need to be following this strict meal plan for four to eight weeks, which they're going to get amazing results, but they don't have the the strength knowledge or the willpower to continue that ongoing. And in eight weeks time, I can guarantee that they're going to celebrate by going to have six pizzas and burgers and beers and then get back into bad habits and then blow out for the next eight weeks and then constantly be on this yo-yo, you know, sort of approach to their health and fitness for the next two years. So, you know, our big philosophy is like you said, keep it simple and eat well 80% of the week, but never say no. If you, if you go for a birthday party, if you go for you know someone's house for dinner you shouldn't have to say you know no i can't have that because i'm on i'm on this diet or i'm doing this like have that pizza have that beer have that burger take the kids out fish and chips and ice cream whatever the case is and just be good every other time you know when when it's in your control be perfect with what you do but when it's 
you know, you're out and about or party or wedding or whatever the case is, enjoy yourself because, you know, it's all about, you know, building those habits that you can sustain for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years time. And, you know, gradually in let your kids join in with as well. And, and even with the workouts that we're doing, if you don't like doing push-ups, squat jumps, burpees, gym stuff, you know, whatever, and you prefer surfing, snowboarding, Zumba, you know, paddleboarding, whatever the case is, do that. You know, as long as you're doing something active and, you know, you've got a lot more chance of um, sticking with it for the long term if it's something you enjoy rather than feeling like it's something you must do to get these results from these before and after photos that, you know, other 46,000 online trainers are putting up there. So very true yeah but guys highly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to jump on this um it will be live on all the major platforms very soon and for those listening at home that might want to get in touch with you um they can find you in the fit that lifestyle community on facebook but on instagram anywhere else whereabouts can they find you guys or get in touch if they want to get in touch with you instagram or facebook yeah yeah, what's the address, yeah, Tay? Uh, just Tay Fenton, at Tay Fenton. T-A-H-Y-F-E-N-T-O-N. <laughs> spelled a little bit funny. What about you, Graham? I know I've got an account, but wouldn't have a clue what my Instagram is. Uh, I'll um, let you know. If, let me know. It'll be in the show notes, yeah. guys. Check out the description. And if you're in New Zealand and um, got any property issues, then... I'll also put Graham's website in there as well and you can get in touch with him and um, get your legality sorted for the property. So guys, highly appreciate the time and um, we'll speak to you very soon. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers guys. Cheers.